on the mountain, in the valley, in the crowded streets, or the empty desert, in our hope, and in our waiting, we are never alone. God is with us. High five somebody, let them know that you're thankful they're here. All right, the person that you forgot to high five, ask them why they're wearing their Christmas PJs. Did they not get the memo? Like, what in the world is going on? If I ain't got a chance to meet you, my name's Tyler West. I get to hang out here and have a great time. I'm so thankful for today. I'm excited for today. Uh, first of all, I just want to say... Uh, grab water that might not be a bad thing to help uh right now I am if you know me I don't wear long sleeve anything so like this is crazy for me I'm a little hot it's gonna be a great time but I'm so thankful for each and every person that participated in your Christmas PJs I promise you here at the Vine Church we like to have a lot of fun but it will make sense towards the end uh towards the end of the message so I was getting ready for this today and I got to hear all these names of people that are coming so I want you to know today if you're here it is not by coincidence there is a purpose for it, and God is going to share that with you today. And I can't wait, I can't wait for you to see it. So today, I just want you to think about some things. As we get ready to kick off our brand new series, God With Us. So I want you to close your eyes. I'm going to ask you two questions. Close your eyes. I love it. Crowd participate. Everybody close their eyes. This is awesome. Usually I always have a, a peeker. You know what I mean? Uh, so close your eyes, and I want you to think, what is the greatest Christmas book of all time? Everybody got it? Give me a thumbs up if you got it. I see some thumbs up. Okay, okay. Now one more, and then you can open your eyes. What is the greatest Christmas snack of all time? Give me a thumbs up if you got it. All right, here we go. Here we go. You can open your eyes. So, so I'm just going to throw some things out there. So how many folks, your favorite Christmas book was Twas the Night Before Christmas? Oh, you're going to love today because that's what the message is all about. And to all a good night, you're going to love today. Uh, how many folks was the Grinch that stole Christmas? How many folks remember that one? Okay. How many folks was Die Hard? It is a Christmas movie, I'm telling you. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah, see, it is a Christmas movie. I know, it's something that's going out around there that's saying it. It is. Bruce Willis saves the day every time, right? For me, my favorite Christmas was, uh, and I'm probably missing out on some, so hang in here with me. Uh, my favorite is the Polar Express. Now, we're not going to talk about that today, but Chris Van Allsburg's a great book. Uh, it's one of my favorite books of all time. Uh, so it's not the answer to any of my security questions, by the way, so don't be trying to hack me. And if you do, you'll laugh. If you do, you'll laugh. You'll be like, oh, man, poor guy. Uh, so that being said, Polar Express is one of my favorite, and so much so I had some friends not too long ago uh, that realized I didn't have a bell because I still hear it ring. You know what I mean? Does anybody remember? If you still hear it ring, it means you still believe. So I actually have a bell at my house, and it still rings. So I want you to know I still believe. Uh, so maybe I didn't talk about your favorite Christmas book, but my... The Christmas book we're going to talk about today is not my favorite, but one of my favorite, which is Twas the Night Before Christmas, and the title of the message is And to All a Good Night. Now, I'm about to get to the Christmas snack here in just a second, so the title of the message today is And to All a Good Night. So, favorite Christmas snack. Okay, here we go. It's a moment of contention. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup trees. Come on. Somebody in the back. Yes. Uh, disappointingly, I don't have those for you today because I ate them all. Uh, so... <laughs> Okay, Snicker Nutcracker Men. Remember those? Okay. How about the oranges? You know what I'm talking about? The chocolate oranges? How many people is that? Ferrero Rocher? Ferrero Rocher, like the little things, you know, the fancy ones that make you feel real fancy when you eat? I don't know. There's something about them. I've never really had them. I don't know what that's about. Uh, Lint, Lint chocolates. Peppermint Bark Giardelli. Anybody on that game? 
Uh, did I miss any? Uh, oh, yeah, there's something under your chair that is one of the greatest Christmas snacks of all time, and it is a Christmas tree cake. So I want to give you freedom today. If you're just feeling a little down and out or you need a little extra pep because you didn't get to hang out with us for breakfast, I want you to go up under that chair and grab you that Christmas tree cake and enjoy it because there's a purpose behind it. And so today, I just want to let you know we have fun at Divine Church, but we have purpose because we say each and every week we're going to lift Jesus' name high, and it's all about him. So as you dig into that Christmas tree cake, just remember when you start snoozing here in a little bit, just remember, I might throw another Christmas tree cake at you. I'm just saying. So, so do your thing. Hopefully you got that under your chair. Uh, and I'm, I'm thankful that you're all here. So here's the thing. Uh, as we're getting ready to set this up today, we're starting our brand new series called God With Us. God with us, okay? And in this, we're talking about this thing that we talk about at Christmas all the time. Like, how many people want more peace in their life? How many people want more joy in their life? Outside of the Christmas tree cake, you're God. See, if you're watching online, you're missing out on some Christmas tree cake. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Go, go to the grocery store. Don't act like you didn't go two weeks before Thanksgiving. And when that end cap went up at the grocery store, you didn't grab a couple boxes. Come on now. Don't judge your pastor. He might have grabbed a shopping cart full. But anyway, um, so uh, we all want a little more peace. We all want a little more joy. We all want a little more hope. And so over these next few weeks, that's kind of what we're going to be diving into as we dive into the Christmas story, but unwrap some things in our life. And more importantly, unwrap who Jesus is throughout these next few weeks. So the thing that I was getting ready for is, wasn't it great going down memory lane just a little bit and closing your eyes about Christmas? Isn't that fun? Isn't that something that's a great reminder? Like when that Christmas tree cake comes up, I always think, man, it's almost time. It's almost time to get Christmas trees up. It's almost time to, to, to fluff the tree. Ugh. Uh, whatever. If that's your game, I love you. It's not my game. I, that just is what it is. I wish I could be good at that. I'm not. Uh, it makes me think of that, that. But let me ask you this about Christmas. You see, Christmas is really a reminder of God's love for us. So let me ask you this question. Right now in this Christmas, where in your life do you doubt God's love? Where in your life do you need a reminder of God's love? Because that's what this season is all about. So right now, I know it's, it's real heavy. You got that Christmas tree cake. You're like, man, I just choked on it, trying to think of where I'm doubting God's love. But maybe I understand. Maybe you're here. Maybe this is where you're at right now. Maybe, maybe you doubt God's love in your life right now because you've been praying for healing and it hasn't happened. Maybe there was a loved one you prayed for and they passed away. And you doubted God's love. You said, how could this thing happen to me if God really loved me? Maybe, maybe you say, if God just knew about my past, there's no way he would love me. Like, if he knew all the things I've done, all the people I've hurt, all the, all, the, all the things that I've been through, man, there's no way that God could love me. Or maybe, hey, maybe you just, you're stuck in a sin. Like, you keep telling yourself you're never gonna do that again, and all of a sudden you do it again. And you keep swearing to yourself, this is the last time I'll ever do it. And you beat yourself up constantly about it so much that you doubt God's love in your life. Am I connecting with anybody? Has anybody there or maybe been there at any time in their life? And so today, I want to encourage you. Today's going to be a day that I want you to see God loves you. And I want to remind you four ways that God loves you. And I want you to see today that there's no coincidence that you're here, that it all has purpose. And I want us to all say tonight when we put our heads to the pillow, we can say into all a good night. Okay, so if you don't have your Bible with you, that's totally okay. Guess what? We're going to have the verses on the screen, but one of the cool things we do each and every week is how many folks have the Bible app on their phone or know what I'm talking about? So there's some folks in here, you hear me say it every week, but just understand that this is someone's first time hearing this. So if you've got the Bible app on your phone, we have a really cool way that you can follow along with us, you can connect with us, uh, we've got a phone number, you can reach out to us, an email address if we can pray for you or serve you anyway. And I'm going to show you right quick how you can join along on the Bible app with us. So I'm going to show you on the video right quick, you just click on the Bible app, it's at the app store of your choice. Click on that, make sure you click the more tab. And when you click the more tab, make sure you click events. Now, you've got to make sure your location services is on for this to work. You're going to see the Vine Worship Experience. You're going to see some great churches in there, too, that have awesome services today. But if you're following along with us, you're going to see the Vine Worship Experience. When you click there, once again, it's going to have contact information, way that, way that we can dialogue back and forth, any way that we can serve you or pray for you. But also, it's going to have the scripture to follow along with today and a place for you to take notes if you like to do that kind of thing. And if not, and you would like a Bible, we have them free for the asking in the back. Just nudge your neighbor and say, 
I want a Bible. And I promise you, we'll give you a Bible for free. No, no problem with that. So if you got your Bible, we're going to be diving in today to a really cool thing, I believe. And I believe it's something, and if nothing else today, I will pay you for the therapy session afterwards, okay? Because I need to hear this message more than anything today. I believe. Because so many times I can tell you in my life, I can look and you think, well, a pastor doesn't have these thoughts. I can tell you times in my life where I doubt God's love. I can tell you there are times in my life where I doubt I'm tall enough to wear these flannel pants, so I had to roll them up. It is what it is, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Don't be judging. And yes, I wear tennis shoes to bed, okay? It is what it is. Um, (laughs) I'm always ready to run. You can't tell it, but I'm always ready to run. When I hear those Christmas tree cakes are on sale, I'm in. I'm in, right? So today, this is what I want you to do. I want you to see that God loves you. I want you to see that God, God wants something great for you, and I want you to see that he delights and laughs just like you do in you. So today, let's dive in. Let's talk about four reminders of God's love today. So if you've got your Bible, we're going to be in Psalm 19, but the place that we're going to camp out the most is Matthew 1 and Matthew 2, okay? So the number one way that God shows us that he loves us and reminds us as he does this daily is his creation. So creation. Number one, if you're taking notes, creation. So when I think of that story, a night before Christmas, one of my favorite things that happens is, is when he jumps up, he throws open the, he, he busts open the shutters and throws up the sash, and he looks at the snow, and he sees Santa, right? Like, he sees Santa and the eight tiny reindeer, and he, he talks about how beautiful the moon is on the snow and the creation is. I want you to know that God's painting a picture of you to tell you that he loves you. Psalm 19 says it this way, verse 1 through 4. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Have you ever just been in silence and looked at the stars? It's hard these days. I know in subdivisions and towns, you don't really have, you have street lights everywhere, but have you ever just been out and looked at the stars in silence? Or maybe you're an early bird like I am, and, and it's just dark outside, and you just look out. The birds aren't even up yet. You done beat them to get the worm, and it's just silent. It's just silent, and you take in God's creation. He's painting a picture for you. And it says this in verse four, yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. I want you to know today, God shows you he, lo- he loves you in his creation uh, because uh, God, just, God just logged in. I don't know if you noticed that or not, but he just, he just checked in. Um, God just got a point of this. He's trying to remind us today, his creation, he loves us. When the sun comes up every day, Lamentations talks about his mercies are new every morning. Every brand new day, God is painting a picture of his love for you, and he's reminding you that you matter. No matter what you're going through, you're not going through it alone. And he's saying, I love you. And it is a way to proclaim his faithfulness to us and a way for us to worship him in that moment. Through his creation, we can see his love. And so maybe... Maybe you're on the, the, the spectrum of creation, something came out of nothing. And I'm not here to argue the points of that. I'd love to talk to you later about that. I'm not here to argue with you. i just love to know you if that's your perspective. That's awesome. Like, I love getting to meet different people and different perspectives. But here's the thing I want to tell you. Even though you may believe there's something out of nothing, you can't deny that the sun comes up every day. And when God sets the sun in the sky, he's reminding you, I'm with you. I haven't forgotten you. When he shines it down on you, like you ever just been in a rainy day, <clears throat> like the day, and the sun comes out, and it's just like it changes everything. God is reminding you through his creation that he loves you. And so it started making me think about this if maybe you're in the, the spectrum of, of creation. Like I said, I'm not here to argue a point, but how many folks have this, have a phone of some sort? Even if it's a flip phone, it's still a phone. It still works. Like a flip phone back in the day is a lot better than the thing you had to go like this. And I don't know if you remember those, but like go like this, telling my age there. My grandma had one of those, so I remember those. Like it's something that's important. It's something that's special. It's got an intricate design, does it not? Like isn't it? It's just beautiful. It's sleek. And then it breaks and you get mad because the screen's broken, right? Like, it just has this great design. But here's the thing I want to tell you. Something that has an intricate design, like we know it has a creator, right? 
Like we saw the movie, his name's Steve Jobs. We saw the movie, we saw what he hung his hat on. We saw that this was his whole thing. If you have an iPhone, if you're in Google and you have an Android, I'm sorry, I don't know who made it, but I know someone did. And I know that it has an intricate design and that, that implies a creator. So here's the thing I wanna have you a perspective of today. If nothing else, maybe you believe we, we were something out of nothing. I just want you to just have a perspective today that maybe, just maybe, there is a creator because of this intricate design. Maybe, just maybe, today's not random. Maybe, just maybe, we're here for a purpose, with a purpose. Maybe, just maybe, this thing that he made called us in his image is here for a purpose. And he loves us enough that he has us here for a time such as this. So today, I want you to have that perspective because when I think about this cell phone, I can't deny that there is a creator of it. I can't deny that, that somebody had to make this. And in seeing this intricate design, I know that it had a creator. And I want you to know that each and every one of you are intricately and beautifully made, that you are made like no one else in this world. The thing that you were made for, no one else can do. I don't know if you know that. You are so important to this world, so important to the purpose that God is making that only you can do what he made you to do. How awesome is that? Like, you can't be down in the dumps thinking about that. Like, that's something that should get you excited. That's something that gets me fired up. I'm like, man, nobody can screw up like I do. That's awesome. Like, that's the best thing in the world. Or nobody can not sing, because I can't. I sound like a dog barking. Like, nobody can not sing like I can. Or nobody can tell a joke like I can. Or, or nobody can do this the way I can. So I have a purpose on this earth. And my purpose is to bless others through God's creation. Which leads us to our next Excuse me, I need to get to Matthew. I done told you to be in Matthew. So let me ask you what this has to do with Christmas. Matthew 1, Matthew 1, verse 18, verse 18. If you got your Bible, Matthew 1, verse 18 is where we're gonna start and that'll lead us to our next point. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Now you think Joseph had some questions there. He's probably doubting God's love, is he not? Like, he's probably thinking, this is the woman I saved up for. This is the woman I wanted to marry. This is the woman I've given a dowry for. This is the woman that is so important in my life. Like, this is the one I'm going to marry. And all of a sudden, she just, Joe, what up, man? I'm, I'm pregnant. But it's by the Holy Spirit. Like, I can imagine he's doubting God's love right now. And he's thinking God's creation. He's probably thinking, why am I here? Like, God, why me? Why, why is this happening to me? Maybe that's the situation you're in right now. I want to, like I said, I want to encourage you today because there is purpose in it. It goes on to say, because Joseph, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, talking about Isaiah here. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. That's what this series is all about. When Joseph woke up, if you're taking notes, I want you to circle that, highlight that. Just think about Joseph waking up over these next few points and all throughout today today. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded. And he took Mary, he took Mary at his wife, as his wife, excuse me. So I want you to think so many times in your life, maybe that's the situation you've been in. Maybe somebody you've loved hurt you. or Maybe somebody you've loved has, has walked out on you or, or put you in a tough situation and it makes you think that there's no hope in it and I want you to know there's purpose in it. God has a plan through it and he's reminding you of that through his very creation, the very thing that he loves so much. See, we're gonna find out God is with us through Jesus so much that he made a way for us to have a relationship with him as our creator and he designed it perfectly that way and so today, if you need a reminder of God's love, Look what Joseph did. He heard from the Lord. He heard from the designer. He heard from the creator that this was supposed to take place. And the reason that Jesus is here and the reason that Jesus came is so that God could be with us. So I want you to know his creation shouts his praise, his love, and his glory to us each and every day. Number two, our relationships. Relationships. Number one, God shows us his love 
and his creation. And number two, relationships. <laughs> relationships. Aren't those the most fun thing in the world? <laughs> Your laugh says, you're right, that is. It's a tough one. Relationships can either be the greatest thing in the world or seem like the worst thing in the world. Like, relationships, all of us have different relationships with different people, right? Like, we have our Christmas card relationship. We have our, our texting relationship. We have our social media relationship. And then we have our real, real relationship. You know what I mean? Like, the real, real. Like, if you've got a spouse, they know you for real, for real. Like, you don't, you don't leave the toilet seat up when you're supposed to. You don't put it down. Like, toilet paper's the wrong way. We've gone over this multiple times. Like a waterfall, guys, like a waterfall. I'm just saying in my house. I don't know what it is until one day when I'm married and my wife tells me different. I'm fine with that. But it's over like a waterfall for me. Like so many of us have relationships in our life, and we may think that those relationships are random. We may think that they're for granted. We may think if we believe creation is random and we believe that something came out of nothing, that there's no reason why that person pulled up next to us at the stoplight. There's no reason why that person's behind us in the checkout line. There's no reason that that person's checking us out at the grocery store. There's no reason why the person is sitting beside me today. We think that it has no purpose. But I'm telling you, if you don't see God and his creation and the relationships that he's given you, that it has purpose. Let me show you where it shows up here in Matthew 2. It says this. After they, talking about the Magi, had heard the king, they went on their way. The star that they had seen, God's creation, a star, a star which we still look at today. Right? Thousands of years ago, it's still there. That same star they followed. Think about that. How crazy awesome is God? So these magi, these Gentiles, these non-Jewish men are wise, and they come looking for the Messiah. And it says they went their way, and the star they had was seen when it rose, went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. <clears throat> when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. I wonder how our perspective could be different every day when the sun comes up, if we would be overjoyed. When the, when the moon rises, if we would be overjoyed. I wonder if we could see God in a new way. I wonder if our life would be so much more filled with peace, hope, and joy, as opposed to, oh boy, here we go again. Anybody have those days? Maybe today was one of those days, and you got here, got some awesome breakfast, had a good time, and you had a Christmas tree cake, so you can't complain. Like, it is what it is, right? It was a great day. I wonder if we looked at the stars and were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child was with his mother, Mary. They bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him. They opened their treasures, which were presents, and put it presents to him. It always blows my mind. They gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. See, the relationships that we have matter, because I imagine these three guys, see, they were looking for the Messiah, which means anointed one. They were trying to find the king, the one that was supposed to be anointed. Like, they were looking for him, and they had gone their way to try to find him, so they bounce into this king named Herod, and then all of a sudden they see this star, which is what they were told to follow to find the very Messiah. And maybe they thought it was random that God's creation led them to this person that is the Messiah, this relationship that they could have. But you see, they didn't go to the relationship that they could have with the very creator of God and think, I'm jealous of you like, like Herod did. No, no, no. Instead, they went straight to him and worshiped him. And I wonder if our life, if we could really see this and where God was. Let me ask you this. When the Magi's came to Jesus, it was a representation of the church. Jesus said he would make the unwise wise. And what I mean by that is the representation of the church is these Gentile men, non-Jewish men, came to Jesus, came to Jesus who made a way for all to have a relationship with creator God. All of us could have a relationship through Christ Jesus. And these Gentile men bowed at Jesus's feet in the presence of a Jewish nation who had to find a small stable to put the very king that would reconcile the entire earth back to God in. So I wonder in our life, I had this shared with me, and I was like, man, somebody's on it. It must be the Holy Spirit talking. I wonder in our life, if we were like these magi, if we would make room for Jesus. Because when we make room for Jesus in our life, we can't help but bring presence and present it to his feet, be overjoyed at God's creation. But more importantly, we have room for others in our life. And I can tell you as a busybody person, as a person that runs around with my hair on fire half the time, the hardest thing for me to do is relationships. But if you know me, I'm a deep relationship person. Don't put me in a lunch table. I will fail 
every time. I'm not a lunch table person. I'm a crowd person or a one-on-one person. That is where I, I, I like having relationships and where God is growing me is in the lunch table, but it's because I make room for it for him to move in it. And these magi saw the relationship that they could have with the very creator of the universe and they went there and they were overjoyed at God's creation and through that found a relationship through Jesus Christ. So I want you to know today, your relationships matter. You have never met anyone by accident. Some things that I, I, I wrote down is maybe, maybe you think your reaction and your relationships were different. So one more time, I want you to think about something. I want you to think about this something. I'm not going to ask you to close your eyes, but you're welcome to if that gets you in the frame of reference. When's the first time you remember taking a picture with Santa? Okay, think about that. Now, who were you with? You think about those? Maybe you didn't. You can take a picture with me. I got Santa Bod going, so we'll make it happen. So a picture with Santa and who you were with. Do you think that was by accident? Hey, maybe, maybe you were told your whole life that you were an accident, that the reason you were here is because it was an accident, a one-night stand, that it had no purpose, it had nothing to go on. But I want to ask you, and I want to tell you, you didn't choose your mother and father. God created you from your mother and father to do what only you can do. It is by no accident when you think about that Santa picture, more than likely it was somebody in your family or someone who treated you like family. It is a purpose, it is a relationship that matters in your life. And I want you to know when you think about that Santa picture, that it's something important, that it's something that's, that's amazing. So maybe Santa wasn't your thing. What, let me think about this. What's the best Christmas gift you ever got? Let me be grammatically correct. What's the best Christmas gift you ever received? Like if I look on Christmas gifts, there's something on there. It's to and from. So it said to you and who was it from? I guarantee you that person matters in your life and there's a purpose that they're in your life. That relationship matters. And I want you to know that God's ordained that relationship for a purpose. Let me dive into this even more. Do you think it was by accident or intentional that you received a gift from that person? Because they spent time trying to find that treasure to present at your feet. So much so that the very God of the universe put a present at all of our feet that we could receive. If you have a relationship with Jesus, I want you to think, who's the person that pointed you to Jesus the first time? Who's the person that showed you who Jesus was the first time? And I guarantee you, if you're thinking of that person right now, I want to encourage you, encourage them today. Send them a text message. Let them know you're thankful for them being Jesus in your life to you because that relationship was on purpose. And if you have a relationship with Jesus, I want to tell you, it doesn't stop there with you. you got a choice to make. Will you live that out in your relationship and understand that God wants to work through you to be that person each and every time someone is in front of you, each and every time you have someone in your life, there is a relationship that he wants to have with them and you get to be the catalyst in that to point them to him. And when they look back and they close their eyes and they think of that Santa picture and they think of that Christmas present, they're gonna think of something that's even better and that's the gift of eternal life and they're gonna think, man, I'm so glad Jesus saved me but I'm so glad that he put people in my life to point then point him to me. So I want you to think about those relationships. And today I want to encourage you and say, God wants that to be your story too. So as you go in this season, think of all the gifts you get to give others. And what better gift than hope, joy, and peace that can only come from Jesus? Because that's how God reminds us of his love, is that he sent his son down with us to be our gift, to be our treasure, because he cherishes and loves us. Number three, if you're taking notes, the circumstances I go through. The circumstances I go through. So if you want to see God's love, look at his creation. You want to see God's love, look at the relationships. And by the way, real quick plug here, Alex did awesome talking about it. He, him and Brittany are with us every Thursday night at Greenhouse Gathering. If you're looking for relationships, we got some awesome people. We, we tend to like breakfast and tacos. Sometimes it's breakfast tacos. I don't know. But if you want to have food, fellowship, and fun, come hang out with us on Thursday night because your relationship matters. Because if you've got relationships in your life, you understand that the circumstances I go through, I never walk through alone. So the circumstances you go through is how God shows you he loves you. It says this, it continues on in Matthew 2, 13 through 16, says this, when they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared, and Joseph in a dream was told, get up. Okay, this ain't school. Like, I just imagine that right there. Like, how many folks liked getting up for school? How many were early birds and like that? Not most people. God, I'm a nerd. Uh, so there are a few people that did. 
Uh, a few people that did. How many folks just slept in? Like you imagine, get up. Like, you know, like you got up, right? Like you heard that from the Lord. That'd be crazy. But like, what if the angel was like, get up? Like, what if it was a cat sound? I don't know. But Joseph had that. And he was told to get up, take the child and his mother, and don't miss this, and escape to Egypt. So wait, like when I remember reading the Old Testament and I've heard all the stories and and Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston sang the song in Prince of Egypt, I remember that Moses was trying to lead the people out of Egypt, right? Moses was leading the Jews out of Egypt for their salvation, but yet the very Savior of the universe, the Savior of us all, is having to flee to Egypt for our salvation, Think about how awesome God is. When you think the circumstances you walk through don't matter, there is a purpose that he did that is to show the world that he was redeeming us all by having a relationship with him. So they went into Egypt, and it says, stay here until I tell you for Herod. Remember what happened in Egypt, because the same thing Herod is about to do. Stay here until I tell you for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up. Remember what he did? He woke up last time. Now he's getting up. He takes the child and his mother during the night, and he leaves for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And this is a circumstance you walk to, and this is what I want to tell you is there's, there's purpose in your circumstance. No matter what, even if it's pain, there's purpose in it. It says, where he stayed to the death of Herod, and so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet. This time he's talking about Hosea. Out of Egypt, I called my son. When Herod realized he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious. He gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under in accordance with what he had learned from the Magi. We go on to read that the prophet Jeremiah says this in the next few verses, that this was to also fulfill what Jeremiah said. And it just, like I said, it made me think about Moses being a foreshadow of Jesus to come. And I just want you to know, whatever you're going through, there's purpose in it. Right now, you might be hurting, and you got a smile on the outside, but on the inside, you're falling apart. You're falling apart. And maybe you don't have relationships because you say, if they just know what I've done or they know what I've been through, there's no way that they would be my friend. And if they can't be my friend, there's no way that God loves me. And I want to tell you that is a lie from the pit of hell, that there are people who will walk with you through every season, walk with you through every circumstance, and there's a God, very creator of the universe, that is with you step by step. And I want you to know today that if, you, if you're having this, cra- this, this crazy time in your life and, and, and you're just in this trial and this circumstance, I want you to know you may be knocked down, but you're not knocked out because there's breath in your lungs. You woke up this morning. God has you here for a purpose. You're watching this. Even if it's in the middle of the week, there's purpose for this. There's purpose in your life. And I don't want you to give up. Because right now you may want to give up. And I want to tell you, there's a God that loves you. There's a people in this house that love you that want to walk with you through step-by-step, season-by-season and understand the circumstance you walk through. It's just to get you to a better tomorrow, to get you to a better place. Like we talked about last week, it's the assembly line of blessing. The circumstances I walk through is the same thing. Whatever circumstance I walk through is just preparing me for the next blessing that God wants to give me. And I want you to know, if you're knocked down, you're not knocked out. So don't give up. Because I imagine Joseph wants to give up. Because it would have been awesome, 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 awesome. So my son's the savior of the universe. Cool. Does that mean like I get a couple of extra camels? Like they got, you know, they got the gold, gold rims or gold teeth. I don't know what camp, golden humps, I guess. I don't know. Uh, whatever they would have. Like, you know, I get a right seat. Like I got this, this extra special people that walk with me. Like I've got people holding banners everywhere I go. You know, like those kind of cool things that we did back in VBS. If you know, you know. Um, so like that kind of thing, like. I would think about that, and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, man, hey, uh, you got to get up and run again, dude. Like, you can't stay planted where you are. You got to keep moving. Matter of fact, you got to keep growing. Like, I'm going to call you to keep moving. And I imagine he would have been like, this is the savior of the universe. You mean I got to run to Egypt because this stupid fool going to try to kill my son? Yes, yes. There was purpose in the circumstance. Because if Joseph never went to Egypt, God couldn't remind us how he's redeeming, redeeming the entire world. Like I said, His people, he brought out, their salvation was to come out of Egypt, and the salvation of us was so that his son went into Egypt so that he could be called out of it. It goes on to say in verse 21 this. Joseph, once again, is in this. It says, so he got up, took the child and his mother, and he went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus, 
If I screwed that up, I'm sorry. Was reigning in Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warmed in a dream, Joseph has some really cool dreams. I remember another Joseph in the Old Testament that has some really cool dreams too, right? You think that's by coincidence? You think that there isn't purpose in that? Do you remember where that Joseph went? Remember, he was a captain of the guard in Egypt, right? Remember all that? Anyway, we'll dive into that. That's another sermon another day. Think that the circumstances you walk through doesn't have purpose. It's absolutely purpose. So when he heard Achilles was reigning in Judah, his place of his father, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee and went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So was fulfilled what was said through the prophets <clears throat> that he was called a Nazarene. I imagine it wasn't easy going place to place, but here's the thing that I realized that Joseph saw that maybe you're missing today when you're going through these circumstances. Whatever you're walking through, God's just trying to get your attention. I hope you know that. And he's not trying to get your attention to shame you. He's not trying to get your attention to destroy you. He's trying to get your attention to say, I love you. And I want you to know that you are not alone in this, that there is a purpose in this. And if you trust me, you will see that this is a blessing waiting to happen in your life. Will you just trust me? Like right now today, maybe God's just reminding you there's a purpose in your circumstance. So much so he brought you here today. I want you to know the circumstance you go through is another reminder of God's love. The circumstances I went through in my life is what made me who I am today. I would not get to be here. I would not get to stand here. I would not get to tell you where I've been hurt, tell you where I've been loved, tell you exactly what has happened in my life if I didn't walk through those circumstances. If I didn't have a hard work effort, I wouldn't be about this load in, load out life. I'm gonna tell you right now, if I wasn't about that hard work, I'd be like, they figure it out. We'll stream it. We'll do something else. They'll figure it out. We'll rent a room somewhere, and uh, we'll put up a couch and uh, one camera, and it'll make it happen, right? Nothing wrong with people who do that. That's just not me. The circumstances that I've walked through has led me to be where I am today, and I want you to know the circumstances you've walked through have purpose. The thing is, you've got to share it with the relationships you have in your life to understand that all of us were created by God for a purpose, with a purpose, on purpose, and that it all lines up to matter. Because here's the last and final thing I want you to know. The number one thing, oh man, it's not, it's not anything else. It's not anything else but this, Jesus. You want a reminder of God's love in your life? Jesus. I don't have to say any other word. Jesus. God with us. It says this in Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus. Jesus is the reason we do all this. Jesus is the reason for the season, as we like to say. Jesus is why we do it. We don't just celebrate Jesus at Christmas at Divine Church. We lift his name high always. We do this to make his name more famous. It's not about us because we know that our hope, peace, and joy is only found in him and him alone. So here's the thing I want to tell you. If you here's the thing I want to tell you. You can tell me I don't believe who Jesus is. That's fine. You may not trust him as your Lord and Savior right now, but you cannot deny he is the most historically a documented person that ever walked the earth. You can't deny that. As a matter of fact, I will tell you, I'm not telling you, maybe, if you want to make him your Lord and Savior, we're going to talk about that in a little bit and how that can help, but maybe you're just not quite sure who this Jesus is. I just want to give you a stat. Did you know that there are over 400 Messianic prophecies in the Old Testament? Okay, so 400. The odds, the odds of one man who walked the earth fulfilling eight of them. I'm gonna give them to you right quick. So how many folks have a quarter in their pocket? I, I did have one, but I went to Aldi and left it in the shopping cart. You know how that goes. So if you had a quarter in your pocket, I want you to think about that quarter. All right, you got a quarter. Mark an X on that quarter. Remember, one man fulfilling eight of these 400 Messianic prophecies. Mark an X on that quarter, stack it six feet high. I'm not six feet high, so I gotta go way up here. Six feet high, okay? Fill the entire state of Texas. Shuffle all those quarters up. Put a man up in a helicopter. Drop him down on a bungee cord or a string. And the odds of one man fulfilling only eight of those 400 messianic prophecies is that man from the helicopter will pick that one quarter you marked with an X. Yet Jesus fulfilled them all. Think about that. He fulfilled them all. 
As a matter of fact, he did over 30 miracles in the New Testament. I want to tell you right now, I'm staring at a miracle that he made because every one of you are a miracle. Did you know that you're a miracle so much? You have, I think it's one in 400 trillion odds that you're even breathing. You want another little stat and another little visual? If you're a visual person, we just talked about Jesus and quarters in Texas. So you're going to think about Texas and quarters today. The other thing I want you to think about is the odds of you taking your first breath or ever being born is one in 400 trillion, I believe is the number. But I, I'm a visual person, so I had to think of it this way. It's like throwing a life vest out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean and a sea turtle coming straight up through the hole where the head goes in. That's the odds of you even being born. And you think that you don't have purpose. And you think that you don't matter. And you think that in the grand scheme of things, you're just randomly walking through. And I want to tell you, no, you have so much potential. There's so much greatness in you that, that, that you were made so Wonderfully, Bible says we are fearfully and woefully made like you, you were made with a purpose. Something that only you can share with the world. But without Jesus, you're just going through the motions. You're just searching for something. You're just trying to fill something so much so that it'll never be enough. You know, I started thinking, well, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times in my life, I like, uh, I like meeting different people and have different perspectives. And one of the things I always throw out there is when somebody says, did Jesus exist? I ask you, when's your birthday? And they'll tell me, blah, blah, blah. I've already given you, uh, you know, my favorite book, so I can't give you my, my, my birthday. Uh, they'll tell you December the 2nd, 2000 is her birthday. And I ask 2,000 years from what? Because see, it's two, year 2000 in the year of our Lord. And you say, well, I'm common era. Well, I don't believe in it being 2000 AD. I'm common era. Well, the common era is the same year as the AD. And so it's 2000 years from what? And it's the birth of Jesus Christ. No matter where you are on the spectrum of following him as your Lord and Savior, you cannot deny that he existed. And so I want to tell you, if you want to know God's love for you, look to Jesus. Because here's the thing, here's the thing. Maybe a little better invitation would be this. We all had Christmas tree cakes. We had Christmas tree cakes. Let me make sure I said We had Christmas tree cakes. Can you throw me that one under the chair? Somebody throw me one right quick. I promise you I'll give it back to you. You're going to get mad at me when I open it. It's okay. I planned that. Not really. So I started thinking about this Christmas tree cake. Oh, it's so beautiful, isn't it? If I eat this right now, you'd be mad. But, oh, just open that. Oh, my goodness. Look at that. Oh, just look at the icing on that. Yellow. They even have chocolate ones. Oh. Somebody created this though, right? Created this. So it made me start thinking, man, maybe you don't believe in Jesus or maybe, hey, maybe this Christmas you say, hey, this Christmas is going to be just like every Christmas. You know, you start singing it. This Christmas, hang. Like you're doing all this. You're excited. You're ready to go. Like it is. And then all of a sudden it's not what you thought it would be. So you come up to the next Christmas, right? You come up to the next Christmas, and it started making me think, hey, maybe sometimes in our life we live like this Christmas tree cake because I got some, oh, man, you know what I'm going to do today? Oh, I hope they can see this and I don't destroy anything. I'm going I'm to make some cake today, some Christmas tree cake. Look at that. Look at them hands. Don't tell nobody. I'm going to make some Christmas tree cake today because, see, we treat Christmas like this. We treat Christmas like this, don't we? So, you know, we got to get some things in here. All right, all right. So if you're making cake, you're going to know I don't bake, so don't judge me. Don't be getting me that KitchenAid thing because I ain't going to know what to do with it. So if I'm making some cake, I got 2%. Don't judge me. It's only 2% milk. If I make some cake, I think I need some milk. Is that right? Do I need milk if I'm making cake, y'all? I hear yes. It's not buttermilk. Thank God. Y'all do what y'all do with that. I don't know. Y'all some crazies. Y'all do. So I need some milk. Uh, so maybe that's the Christmas tree in our life. We put up the Christmas tree, right? Some of us put it up on November 1st. That's okay. You do you. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm going I'm to be happy with it. And so then, you know, I got to throw some, some eggs in there, another egg. I got to throw some more eggs in there. Going to do that. Got to have some eggs. Yeah, we don't need that anymore. Um, so some eggs. So maybe that's the, that's the Christmas carols we sing, right? Like we get excited. We know those Christmas carols. Like we know that eggs go in there and, oh, yeah, you got to have some sweetness. I got to have a good Christmas. I'm going to have some sweetness, right? Like let's put some sugar there. 
And somewhere, oh, yeah, you got to, oh, oh, it's even self-rising. Don't you tell nobody when you get that cake. Woo, Lord Jesus. So, so maybe that's the Christmas presents we get. That's the tinsel and the garland as the flower we put in there. You know, we get excited about that. Oh, you know what? I forgot. I'm in the South. I'm in the South. I forgot something. We got to do something. We got sugar. That's one thing. Some butter. We got to throw some butter in there. And then, oh, it's a Christmas tree cake, so it's got some icing on it. So hang on. It's going to take a second. Funfetti. I'm just saying it is what it is. This is sponsored by Funfetti. And so maybe, maybe this, is, uh, this is the lights we put on the tree. We think, yep, I'm going to put that in there. You got crowd participation on that one. I'm going to put that in there. And then all of a sudden, oh, it's got to have sprinkles. So let's see if we can make this happen. Oh, oh my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. You say, Tyler, you're an idiot. You got to cook it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when it explodes in a minute, it's all part of the plan. Uh so it made me think about this, and it made me think about Christmas. So how many folks believe that there's a Christmas tree cake in there? <laughs> I see somebody believes they hear the bell ring, right? Is there a Christmas tree cake in there? So, hey, some of you may say this. Some of you may say this, and this is where I would ask you if you think that something came out of nothing in this world. Hey, you say, Tyler, you don't understand. It's just got to take time. Well, I tell you what, I'll bring that back here with me the next three weeks, and let's see if a Christmas tree cake shows up. Do you think one's going to be in there? So let me put it to you this way. We have all the ingredients of the cake, right? But something is missing. Something is missing. And I want to tell you in your life that something that may be missing could be Jesus Christ. And I want to tell you the reason that this Christmas can be the best Christmas you've ever had, filled with hope, joy, and love, is because Jesus is in it. Because year after year, you go through Christmas, you sing the songs, you wrap the presents, you get the tree up, you throw, you throw in the garland and the ornaments, and you have the presents, and you say, this is going to be the best Christmas yet. And then you do it year after year after year, and you can't understand why it's not working, why I feel so unfulfilled, why I don't have purpose, why I don't have joy in my life. And I want to tell you, the missing ingredient is Jesus Christ. And so today, I want to ask you, I want to ask you, where are you at in that? Because the reason we do all that we do here at the Vine Church, the reason we do all that we do is to lift Jesus' name high. We're here to make his name more famous, period. And the reason is, he completely changed my life. Maybe you met Jesus as a child, awesome, I was there. And I'm thankful that God placed me in a situation because he knew if I was in any other situation, I would be in jail or I would be dead right now. But he placed me in that situation, in that circumstance. Maybe you met Jesus as a teen, you met later in life, and you're wondering if you can make a difference. I promise you, you can because you have the ingredient that the world is searching for. Because right now, everybody's hanging the tree, trimming the tree, singing the song, wrapping the present, putting the bow on, and their hope is when they wake up in the morning and they hear, and to all a good night, when they wake up and the presents are under the tree, that it'll be the best day yet. And then December 26th comes along, and the toys are still strung out. <laughs> They're done with. The kids are playing in the box more than the toy, and you realize that this was just another day. And I wouldn't be doing what I was made to do or doing what Divine Church was made to do if I didn't tell you that Jesus is the missing thing in your life. Because the reason that I can celebrate Christmas every day is because of his creation. The reason I can celebrate Christmas every day is because his mercies are new every day. The, the time the sun comes up, his mercies are new. I know that the relationships I have in my life, even the people that have hurt me in my life, they have purpose. No matter what, they have purpose because God is making me in his image each and every time. The circumstances I go through, they have purpose. There's a reason for it because the next thing that God wants me to step into, I've got to learn in this season so that it matters. And I know that Jesus is with me no matter what all the way through. So as we get ready to sing this song, I'm about to pray this last song. I want to ask you, can you say you're singing in the victory of the cross? Because day by day, I know that God loves me because I look at a blood-stained cross and an empty tomb. And because there's an empty tomb, I get to have life, and I get to have it to the full. 
And after this song, maybe you can say, I'm not singing in the victory. I cannot wait to share with you how today you can sing in the victory every day for the rest of your life. So would you stand with me and bow your head and we're going to get ready to worship. Dear Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity uh, to be here today and to uh, just lift your name high. As we get the opportunity to, to, to always celebrate who you are and what you've done. Jesus, I can't believe that, that you would die for me. I can't believe that you would create me to do this. I can't believe that you would allow me to walk through this. And right now, Jesus, I think some of us, myself included, can say there are areas in my life where I've doubted your love. But when I look at the reminder of your creation and I look at the reminder of the relationships you have in my life, I look at the reminder of the circumstances we go that I've gone through, but I look at Jesus, I can't help but be overjoyed. I can't help but worship. I can't help but experience victory, Jesus. It's not the tree. It's not the presence. It's not the bows. It's you, Jesus. It's all for you. So I pray today that my heart would be inclined to you, that I would see you in a new way. And I pray for everyone and pray over everyone here, no matter what they're going through, that they would not let today pass by, that they can say that they are singing in the victory. I want them to say that they're singing in the victory. And when they are, they can see and believe that to all love you, Jesus. We're here to lift your name high. I pray that you would move and stir in hearts right now to do what only you can do. In your name we pray. Amen.
straight into church this morning that you're in PJs. But something that the Israelites did is they were uh, in the Old Testament, you see it all over the place, and something that God instructed them to do were to set up pillars, set up reminders of God's faithfulness. And all morning, Tyler has been talking about, and he's been pointing out scriptures and giving examples of how God is faithful. I'm here to tell you right now that you are here today because God wants you to hear this. You are here not because, not just because somebody invited you to come along, but because God orchestrated this. Tyler talked about creation and, and the star that we still see that God used a couple thousand years ago. God orchestrated this all for you to be here. And if you're watching online, you are watching right now, whether it's live or whether it's later in the week or a couple weeks from now or a year from now, you are hearing this message and, and this worship and you are hearing what I'm about to say because God wants you to know that he loves you. He brought you here for a reason. And your pajamas this morning are to be a reminder of God's faithfulness and his love for you. But you're usually, when you get out of bed, you are in your PJs, your pajamas. You wake up and you are in your pajamas. And so this is a reminder of when you woke up in Christ. It's a reminder of when you entered into a relationship with Jesus and you woke from the sleep that we are all in. 
Now, maybe that's not you. Maybe you're not quite sure what I'm talking about, but I'm going to read this from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14. And this is what it says. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14. This is why it is said, Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. You see, without Jesus, each and every one of us, we are born into this world. Yes, we're physically alive. We are born into this world spiritually dead and spiritually asleep. And there is nothing that can wake us up. We can do what Tyler said, and we can put up all the Christmas trees, all the beautiful lights and decorations, and we can buy all the gifts, receive all the gifts, wrap them up nice and pretty that we want. But none of them are going to matter when it comes down to it. Because none of them are going to give us the hope that we are all searching for. None of them are going to wake us from the sleep that we are in when we enter into this world. None of them are going to give us the life that only comes from Christ. And I want to read you this from John chapter 5, verse 25. It says, Very truly, I tell you, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. Those who hear will be woken, will no longer be asleep. And this is something that you can't find in this world apart from Jesus. So I want to ask you right now today, are you spiritually awake? Are you here? Are you, you know, sleepwalking? Are you physically alive, but yet spiritually you are dead because you have never accepted Christ into your life? You have never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. You've never accepted because that's all it takes is an acceptance and receiving of the goodness and the grace that he has poured out for you. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to work for it. You just receive it. So let me ask you, is that you? Are you awake or are you still asleep? And one more thing I want to read from Malachi chapter 4. And this may be on the screen. If not, it's fine. I'm just going to read it to you. I want you to hear what it says. Malachi chapter 4, verse 2. says this. But for you who revere my name, talking about God, who revere God, who respect him, who follow and worship him, who serve him. You who revere my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in its rays. And the word used here for son is S-U-N. It's talking about the sun itself and how when it rises, has anybody, especially during the winter time and as it gets colder, when you're outside and you're kind of in a shaded area, but it's a really sunny day, but it's still cold. But you step out of the shadow and out of the shade into the sunlight, and it just gives you new life. Well, I'm here to tell you today that the Son, the S-O-N, the Son of God, is ready and willing to give you new life. And wants you to live a life fully and abundantly. So I'm here to ask you again, are you awake? And if not, that's okay. Because I told you that God had a purpose and he's got a purpose for you. And there's a reason that we are here. And it's so that today you can wake up and you can go from being spiritually dead to being spiritually alive. And so you're going to have that opportunity here in just a moment. So as we get ready to pray and I get ready to to give an invitation for those who don't know Jesus to come to him as their personal Lord and Savior. I'm going to pray a prayer, and I just want you to repeat it with me, but I want you to understand it's not just because you say these words that it magically brings you to salvation or gives you new life, but it's because you believe in your heart that Jesus is who he says he is, that he lived the perfect life, died on the cross for your sins, for my sins, for the world's sins, and that he loved us enough not to stay dead, but rose from the grave in victory over both sin and death, and it is through him alone that we have life and salvation. So if everybody would, bow your heads and close your eyes with me. And if that's you, if I am speaking to you and you know that you have never surrendered your life fully to Christ and you know that it is that time 
and you are ready to be woken. You are ready to have life that you have never experienced before that only comes through following Jesus. I want you to repeat this prayer with me, but I want you to remember it's only because you are you're accepting this free gift that Christ is ready to give you. It's not because you worked for it or you earned it, but it's freely given. All you have to do is receive it. And in this house, we pray together. So if you do know Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to pray this prayer as well because it's a great reminder of where we've come from and what he's done to bring us to where we are. So if everybody would out loud pray with me, Lord Jesus, I need you. I am born into this world without you. I come to you now. I surrender before you. I lay my life down. May you give me new life. I believe you are who you say you are. You live the perfect life died the death on the cross that I deserve. But you love me enough not to stay in the grave, but rose in victory over both sin and death. Help me to follow you the rest of my life the best way I know how. Now with every head bowed and eyes still closed, that is you, and you prayed that prayer, and you know that this is the first time you have fully surrendered and given your life to Christ, and believed in Him as your personal Lord and Savior, I want you to do one thing. Nobody else is watching. Nobody else is looking. All I want you to do, when I count to three, I just want you to raise your hand up, and I want you to be excited and know that there are angels in heaven that will be celebrating with you, as well as everyone in here's So if that was you and you prayed and you believe, and if you're watching online and that was you and you prayed that and you believe it, and I want you to let us know. One, two, three. Good, good. Come on, amen. Amen. Raise your hand up. Hold it up high. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Don't be don't don't worry about if anybody else is looking. I want you to know that there are angels going crazy in heaven for you today, that you have stepped into new life, and this life can never be taken from you, and that is found only in Christ, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. For those who did raise their hand, we would love to connect with you, and we would love to talk to you and, and answer any questions you may have and just help you in your next steps. So if you want to meet us and connect with us at the garden after the service, we would love to get to know you and talk with you and help you in any way we can and pray with you. For the for everyone here today, if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I just want this day to be a reminder of what he has done for you and how great his love is for you. So Lord Jesus, today as we get ready to close and we get ready to leave out of here, may we, may we go out share the joy that you have poured over our lives. We are woken in Christ. We are alive in Christ. And the light of Christ shines on us that we may be a light to the darkness so that others may find that same hope and that same joy and that same life from him. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for everyone here. May you be with us. Help us in all that we do to bring the glory and the honor guys so much for coming. We hope and pray that you will join us again next Sunday. And don't forget, this is your Sunday best, but wear your other Sunday best next Sunday and come back and have a great time with us. May God bless you all. Amen. See you.